Hey, welcome back to the Vanquishers Guide. I'm Randy. And I'm Bryce. And I'm Bradley. And this week, we're talking about the man, the myth, the legend, the Headless Horseman. Ooh, I know there are a lot of legends about him. There's I'm excited, ton. dude. He's a really cool dude. Not a lot of, not a lot of headlines, though. <laughs> I was going to say he's not a very chatty Kathy. So <laughs> most of the stories are told about him, not from him. So we don't have very many, not many uh, personal accounts from this one, which is a real shame. Uh, also from a time that he might not have known how to write. So <laughs> It's true. Well, I mean, from him. some of the stories take place, like a couple of we'll get to later, take place during Revolutionary War time. So they, they probably I mean, might have known how to write. Maybe. Are you questioning the literacy of the Headless Horseman? I'm questioning yeah. the literacy of the oh, German man. army of in the uh, the Revolutionary War. So yes, the German army in the Revolutionary. Uh-huh. Yeah, they they <laughs> I'm so confused. Wait, which Revolutionary War are we talking about? The American Revolution. We'll get to it. But so- German Germany sent regiments of soldiers to help fill out Europe's army because they Europe was not wanting to send their own soldiers because they wanted to keep their soldiers in England. Because they were having a bunch of like, problems there, and so that a bunch of the other European countries sent armies in place. So it's weird though, because like the French helped America, mm-hmm. it's like just just out of spite because they didn't like your uh, England. Yeah, well, that's because so, also like, they had had a big war with them just a couple of years before, so kind of makes yeah. sense that they hold a grudge. But yeah, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But okay, yeah, it was confusing me. You were just mentioned germany and the revolution i was like now what which revolution <laughs> what you don't remember the german revolution it's I mean, so important i remember you know the revolution kind of in uh, world war ii but <laughs> uh, i don't know if we want to say that's a revolution different kind of revolution i suppose usually a revolution is like if it's spun in a good way a revolt is spun in a bad way so maybe it was a german revolt is that the same know. word it <laughs> is well, I guess, yeah, you're right. No, what's the bad version of a revolution? There's like... A hostile any... takeover? Yeah, well, there's that. Terrorists? <laughs> there's always, like, in the media, if, like, if the quote-unquote good people are winning, there's the revolution. It's called a revolution. And if the quote-unquote bad people... Rebellion, that might be it. That's, I think, the right, the right one. Oh, man, Star Wars got it wrong, then. Uh-huh, yeah. No, that just means that the Empire is the good people, and, and I, I'll i stand Ooh, by that. Dangerous. That's dangerous. That's <laughs> go down. And ice you're trying on right there. <laughs> hey, they've made mistakes, but who hasn't? The Rebellion. Uh, uh, well, I don't know about that. I'm not, let's not get into that can of worms today. But Sorry, no more Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. This was the one week we weren't going to talk about Star Wars. We've got Norse mythology in here, but we weren't going to talk about Star Wars, but somehow we found a way to bring it in. Every week, dog. We always, we'll always find a way. I don't know. I'm always looking to check that box, at least a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so this week we're talking about the Headless Horseman. So there's tons of different myths about him. How familiar are you guys with, with this guy? The actual legend or like? Uh, either way actual legend or just like depictions of him that you've seen uh i think i watched like an animated movie with ichabob crane yeah you know and i don't know if there's just one of those or if there's there's probably a couple i remember watching one in like school Mm -hmm. and i always thought ichabob was a freaking dunce (laughs) he is he's a weird (laughs) character 
Yeah, in all of the stories that are told about him, he's just such a weirdo. So it kind of creepy, dumb. honestly. Yeah, <laughs> creepy, dumb. He's, he's he's not my favorite. I think the headless horseman is the uh, protagonist of that story. Brad, you uh, very familiar, or are you have you never heard say, of this guy? No, I've heard of him uh, a little bit. A little bit. No, I've, a little I've bit. Heard, I definitely I know. I would say more of his actual story than I do gotcha. his. Like you guys were naming a couple things, I don't, I didn't recognize him from most of the things that you guys were talking really? about. Interesting. Um, mm. Like it, it, like spoilers for a little bit later, I think. And uh, Isaac, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen him yet, so I didn't even know that was a really. Character. Oh my bad, spoilers! I did not mean also, to spoil Bounty uh, of Isaac. I play one run of that game every like couple months, so <laughs> in three <laughs> years, in though, years. you'll be incredible. <laughs> but. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. It seems like I don't know if it's for sure, but I would say that's probably the uh, not the norm for that, Brad. I feel like most people have seen him in media and seen him in movies, TV shows, books, and whatnot, but most people I don't think know the actual story of where he came from. But So that's pretty interesting. I wouldn't have guessed you would know more about that. Cool. Yeah. To me, that's pretty wild, honestly. Yeah. I mean, kudos to you if you're doing, uh, you're just reading up on obscure history. Well, I guess he's not that obscure, I mean, but just he's reading up. like pop culture. No, I was going to say obscure stories in history. He's not that obscure, but like stories about him are kind of odd. Uh, mm. But I mean, if that's your jam, props to you. I guess that explains why we're doing this. If we weren't <laughs> at least a little interested, then what are we doing? But <laughs> all right. So. First of all, for anyone who doesn't know, unlike Brad and and Bryce as well, for anyone who doesn't know a little bit at least about him, um, the Headless, Headless Horseman, yeah, he's pretty self-explanatory. He's not that, his name is not a trick. He is a guy on a horse without a head. And there you go. Kind of all there is to know about him. He quick is, yeah, quick. And there you go. That's the episode. Have a good one. We're so glad to have you. <laughs> um he is usually depicted as a guy i don't think there's really other than like fan arts i don't think there's any depictions of him as a female or anything i mean maybe he's gender neutral in some but most of them he's depicted as a guy um and he's also depending on what legends you read sometimes he is either carrying his head some of them he doesn't have a head at all and he's just free floating no head uh, some of them, he's carrying around a jack-o'-lantern in place of his head, either in his hand or on his head, like in place, like on his neck, in place of a head. So and is then the jack-o'-lantern not his head? No, the jack-o'-lantern is not his head, in, but in a lot of stories, it's just like something he picks up in place of his head until he finds his actual head. Oh, and so he can't like see and he's like, this is my head? It seems like he can see without his head because he does a just a fine job getting around without it. Like, it doesn't seem like he's a ghost, so, like, it doesn't ghost, yeah, really right. matter whether he has a head or not. But I, I think it's just, like, he, I don't know, maybe he's self-conscious about not having a head, so he wants to find something to put there in place. But oh, For sure. I mean, Understandable. I mean, to me, I think the lack of head kind of gives a little bit more spice, a little more scary than having a pumpkin on his head. But, I mean, to each their own. I'm not going to judge him for his, his decor. Um, and then in most stories, he's also spends most of his time trying to find his head as well. So he's missing his head and is actively searching for it, trying to 
locate it, which with uh, a lot of the stories gets explained as to why he's missing it and why he can't find it. So we'll go into that a little bit later. Um, All right. So and just really weird theory really quick. Sorry. Love it. I love theories. Kind of what I'm imagining. And this uh-huh. is from, I'm not basing it off of anything, but like, let's say this proves ghosts are real. Right. And so like in this world, there's Flimsy ghosts proof, with heads, sure. right? Okay. So there's ghosts with heads. So, he is able to like go through stuff. And so like, it looks like he knows where he's going because even if he like would hit a tree, he goes mm-hmm. through the tree, but in the <laughs> ghost community, he's like the laughing stock and everyone's making fun of him because he runs into ghost trees and ghost people all the time. <laughs> he's just and bumping so, into like, stuff all day. He's really not like that scary. He's just always searching for his head because he's tired of being made fun of all the time. That's, right, that's true. That's true. And <laughs> actually we will talk about a little bit later with like the origin of where this story probably comes from. Um, they talk about how there's always a very specific path that he goes through. He always follows the same route and he doesn't deviate from it at all. So that might, you might be onto something there where he, yeah. he can't see. And so he just follows the same path because he knows this path is safe. I know I can go in this route <laughs> and I won't hit anything. So, so who knows? Maybe that's, maybe that's true, but maybe he's just really bullied. Yeah. Poor guy. Just being bullied. <laughs> We need to we need to make a support group for the headless horseman. Poor guys just right. getting ridiculed all day. Um. So and then the last couple of things that are visually, which I don't think he's getting bullied for these visual, uh, anom- anomalies. I mean, maybe he's getting ridiculed for not having a head, but I think aesthetics wise, he's kind of rocking it. He's got typically is wearing a black coat. Uh, whether it's like a like sometimes it's an army coat, sometimes it's just like a traveling coat. And then sometimes it has like a cloak attached to it as well. And he's usually riding a black horse as well. Um, I don't think there's really any instances of him where he's not riding a black horse because intimidation, I guess. Black horses are scary. So, and then last of all, he also is, although he is a ghost, like we mentioned earlier, he doesn't have like that like see-through feel to him. Like you can't see through him. He's not translucent. He's very corporeal and he does he can interact with people and things in the world so he is very much like here there's a lot of different stories about this guy coming from tons of different countries Um, and one of the countries that has a pretty uh, fleshed out interesting story about him is irish folklore Uh, and we'll go over a couple of other versions of this uh, myth well, I don't know if you want to say myth. He might be real. Let's not sell him. Let's not sell it too short. Say legend. Uh, yeah, legend. legend. There you go. Uh, but there's other versions of this legend that we'll go over from other countries. But one of them from Ireland, he's actually not necessarily a ghost, but they call him a demonic fairy. So, but yeah, in in Ireland, he was actually called something a little bit different. It was he was called the Dulhan, Dulhan, or something like that. I don't speak Irish especially old Irish, so I don't know for sure if that's how it's pronounced, but it translates to the dark man. And they called him, they referred to him as a demonic fairy. And he had no head, usually rode around on a horse, and he was also almost always carrying his head, either in his hand or under his arm. So, And this guy looks a lot more... Yeah, this guy looks a lot more metal than like uh, the typical. Yeah, he's because yeah, I think it's the pumpkin. Like, I think a lot of the headless horseman aesthetic has been like kind of tweaked over the years and made a little bit more like Halloween fun feeling. 
and this is like original art of like what he was initially imagined and man people back in the day were messed up they had crazy imaginations right yeah, so man, actually that looks brutal i just realized because we were talking about the jack-o'-lantern where i've seen him in pop culture it was uh-huh. hey scooby-doo i was and actually gonna one, mention it, it was halloweeny with the pumpkin and everything yeah so like was. I, think, I think that was a more i think that you're right it was more of a when it trans like when when he became more associated with halloween mm-hmm. um yeah so he became less less terrifying less, and more just kind of cool i mean not necessarily goofy but like a little bit more whimsical more than for a, yeah, whimsical, exactly like fantastic word. yeah rather than with this guy who like i said is terrifying. missing his head carrying either his head or a skull in his hand and let's just add some spice. He is wielding a whip made from a human spine. Well, and his horse carries that looks whip around. Degrading. Like, yeah, it looks like zombified almost. His horse is also usually like kind of falling apart, zombie-ish as well, much like himself. So, I mean, that's just kind of that demonic feel where it's like, yeah, he's just kind of gross. So, but, do we know yeah. if the the spine is his or if he just predators? No, it is a corpse. And... It is somebody else's. So. For example, um, this guy, he kind of feels a lot like a Grim Reaper-esque guy because he is, the legend goes that he never stops riding. He's always riding, except when he does stop riding. So he never stops riding except when he does. (laughs) But when he does, exactly, yeah. But when he does stop riding, without fail, every single time a death occurs, Uh, somebody dies whenever he stops, whenever he and he was somebody nearby him. Um, and almost oftentimes he will stop and he'll call out somebody's name and that person nearby him will instantly die. So he feels a little bit more of a, like a grim reaper type of guy and less of just like a headless dude running around looking for his head. So this guy's a little bit more. Exactly. At least he has a a purpose. Exactly. Um, and so therefore the theory is that that spine is from one of the people that he's killed that he ripped out so yeah pretty cool dude running around with a whip made of someone's spine but you think it hurt (laughs) getting your spine ripped out probably no no because he's already dead oh yes that would hurt for sure it spines are very pokey and very uh Spiny. Uh, uh, that's ironic. Spiny. <laughs> nah, spiny. No pun intended. But they're very, very pokey. So I don't think I would want to get hit by it. It would be probably the most uncomfortable whip ever. But there's also another version in Irish folklore. Basically the same guy. Uh, but rather than him being on a horse, he is... He's got a slightly different name. He's called the Costa Boder or something like that. Again, I apologize. But he's it's called the Death Coach. And so he's a headless uh, coach driver driving a black carriage around. That same thing. His whole shtick is that he doesn't stop riding. But when he does, you're going to die and he carries you away off in the coach. So, so he, just got like a, he just got an upgrade on it. Exactly. Car. Yeah. Yeah. After a while, he got real tired of the horse horse was getting mangy so we upgraded to a carriage because why not uh makes it more mm-hmm. efficient you know it can carry more people at a time exactly he doesn't have to take so many uh, stops back and forth he doesn't have to go back and forth anymore now you can take them all in one trip he's just doing drive-bys just shouting out people's names 
Now, the question that I just thought of, does when he says someone's name, does it come out of his head that he's holding in his hand? Or does it come out of the neck hole? I'm, no, it's I'm... the horse, dude. Horse. <laughs> the horse is the one that says the name. That makes so much sense. It's the I real it. horseman. Mm-hmm. It's the horse. It's the horse man. It's not a man riding a horse. It's a horse that is a man. Interesting. Um, and then the last version from Irish folklore that this one is really not much is told about him other than he's got a name called the Gansinen, Gansian, and that translates to without a head, which is such a creative name, almost as good as the Headless Horseman. Uh, they're they're really knocking it out of the park with these names, but that one, pretty much all we know about is that we're either wearing gold or putting gold in front of his path is supposed to frighten him away. So, don't well, know why. Good thing I'm poor because I'll never be able <laughs> yeah, to do that. Exactly, that awkward moment when you think you have a gold necklace, and so you're wearing it, turns out is a fake gold that someone sold you, <laughs> and you get killed because of it. Yeah, he starts running in the opposite mm-hmm. direction, but then turns back around and is like. Wait a minute. This is gold plated. It didn't you sear fool. my soul. So got him. <laughs> must be fake. See, I don't know why that's uh why gold specifically. Maybe it's just because gold was valuable and so they're like it's gotta have some useful val useful quality other than just being expensive. Isn't maybe like that really was why they came easy, up with it. But... Like really easy to make it like pure. Like no, like I'm I'm not a I'm not a goldsmith. So I'm gonna Me stop either, talking. but <laughs> I was. It was either that or another metal that, like, making it impure, getting all the imperfections, and like, like from getting it from like the ore itself was really easy, and so gotcha. getting pure gold was is a lot easier. But it could be another metal, and I'm gonna stop talking. But I think I have no idea. Like, but I mean, I that has nothing to do with this. Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking it could be that this was mainly to scare like poorer folk and like, you know, the wealthy people would feel at ease. Harsh. I don't know. Like people back then were kind of messed up like that. I mean, right? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's just like rough. It's like, oh, well, you're poor. That sucks. I guess you're going to die. guess the yeah. Greek Reaper's coming for you. No wonder I'm so terrified of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was terrified of him as soon as I saw the picture. The guy's freaking metal. Oh, he's terrifying honestly at first i didn't think it was a, a spine i thought it was like a sword yeah it kind of looks like a sword mm-hmm. in the picture that we like i found a picture of it and it does kind of look like a sword like it's just like a bikey sword but then when you find out that it's actually a human spine it's like oh that's yeah, even better <laughs> so yeah yeah it's pretty cool but gold aside this the next guy that we're talking about doesn't seem to and to be fair Really, none of the other versions of the Headless Horseman seem to have that same aversion to gold as as that one did. Um, so now we're jumping over to Scotland, and there's always got to be a fun, good Scotland story. They always, Scottish always have fun stories, I feel like. Um, and this one is pretty short and sweet, honestly. There's a, a story from Scotland about a guy. He was trying to become a clan chief. And he was in the middle of battle. His name was Ewan, E-W-E-N, you know, the correct way to spell Ewan. Mm -hmm. And in this battle, he was decapitated by a clan uh, member or or a potential rival. Not sure. Nobody knows really who. But 
in being decapitated, obviously that then thwarts his opportunities to become the chieftain. It's kind of hard to be chief when you're dead. And that's where he lost his head. And now he's a ghost roaming around throughout Scotland, trying to find his head. So that way, hopefully, if he gets reunited with his head, he can then, in his mind, then have an opportunity to still go back and become chief. So he's just like a a feel-good story. Yeah, kind of. I mean, feel good for everyone except for the guy that got his head chopped off. (laughs) It's usually not very... Not a very good story for those people, but yeah, yeah. Otherwise, the the idea sentiment is nice. That would suck going or trying to go around and find your head, man. Right? Like, who knows how many other just random heads are rolling around? Yeah, I'm always kicking kicking around severed heads in my day to day life. There's just tons of them. They litter the streets. So, well, this I was feel like, like after a battle, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially back in the day with when like that was probably a very common thing. Yeah, I bet you there was tons of miscellaneous body parts spread around. Now I wonder how many severed heads he tried on before he realized that that wasn't the right one. Like pick it up. <laughs> Is this my head? No, no, it didn't fit quite right. Dang it. That's a shame. So But yeah, kind of I mean, I guess depending on if how you read the story, it's not that bad of a story. He's just he wanted to be a chief, failed, and uh, now he's hoping like, to find I his head and trying to see maybe he'll become a chief again. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to a Homewreck channel near you, the story <laughs> of Ewan, the failed clan chief. It's so heartwarming. I did think it was kind of interesting how, like, in this story, both he and his horse are headless. Yes. Yes. So... I forgot to mention that, which I think is odd. A little bit, little bit puts a downer on that fun, happy-go-lucky story that we're trying to sell the Hallmark Channel. But yeah, yeah no, he no, and his head no, both got chopped. Up. <laughs> but I mean, maybe eventually they'll be able, both be able to find their heads and they'll be reunited. It'll be so heartwarming. Just can't wait. <laughs> that will really sell the Hallmark movie is when their reuniting happens and it'll be so, so heartwarming, so touching. And then is he going to meet a girl from the city and then settle down yeah he'll meet he'll meet a girl from the city who's missing her torso she's just ahead and it'll be love at first sight <laughs> i think this hallmark movie's going places guys it'll really yeah. that relationship also has some strange implications <laughs> i don't know i don't know about that only if he tries to put her head on his horse that's when things get really weird <laughs> No, that's that's the centaur. (laughs) That's the origin story of centaurs. Wow, wild. We've just romanticized it to where they look cool now. Yeah, it used to just be a human head on a horse. (laughs) That is some nightmare fuel there. Yeah, it it wouldn't fit right in a (laughs) bricked up man. (laughs) But they're ghosts, so it's fine. I guess. Uh, (laughs) I mean, not fine to do it, but fine as in like the anatomy will figure (laughs) out a way. Ghosts find okay. a way. Uh, so then now, there's most of the stories for the Headless Horseman seem to come out of either like England slash America, early, early uh, era America during the Revolutionary War times. So now we're going to be jumping over to England and the stories that come out of there. And there's a couple of different versions of, of uh, the Headless Horseman that come from here. The first one that 
has not much to it. it it's like one story and that's kind of where it ended nobody really iterated on it i don't i guess nobody really was a fan of this story um but there was an honorary knight in the uh, knights of the round table era with king arthur and it's at one point in his story he got his head chopped off and then after that he was always a ghost that was trying to be reunited and that's pretty much the only story that we got from that so yeah not much to that one it's uh i guess i can kind of see why it didn't catch on mostly just all there is to it is there was a knight with king arthur and he got his head chopped off and now he's a ghost weren't they making a movie about that there's a story about the green knight but i don't know if they're incorporating the uh story of the headless guy in it or not i don't know oh okay it's slightly like kind of set apart yeah there's a i think from what i understand there's several stories and multiple versions of the green knight specifically and this Uh, is one of like the lesser known stories that involved the green knight and so it's just it's not specifically the Green Knight story, and I don't think that I don't know if they're going with that one, but it does in- include the Green Knight, so maybe, maybe we'll see it in the movies. That'd be kind of interesting. It would be interesting to see. I'm always down for a headless horseman in the movie. Sounds well, exciting. Especially if it was like if they took like a different approach of the headless horseman and went more with like some of these lesser known stories, I think that would be a pretty like right on, you know. Yeah, break yeah, pretty cool. of what we have, you know, come to think of the headless horseman. That's true. Yeah. And speaking of actually, kind of an aside, real quick, of lesser known stories that like are kind of cool. I don't know if you guys ever saw the uh, the Netflix show of the like it was there was a King Arthur Netflix show recently. I think it was called uh, Wolf's ba- something. It was Nora. I can't remember what it was called at this point. I have to look it up and that's a lot of work, but it was, it was about a girl who was carrying around King Arthur's sword. And it was pretty cool. There was, uh, they included the green knight in the story in that show and talked about like he was like the head, like guy, like the general that was in charge of helping keep all of these like refugees, people that were being persecuted safe. Uh, and then there was like they were introduced no it was all live action uh and then they were also starting there was a character that was going to become um what's uh king arthur's like right hand man uh starts with a g uh well the other one oh no maybe it was lancelot no lancelot i think was a different guy in that show it's hard to remember uh, but there was a, there was one of the one of the main knights in the, the round table was this really cool like uh, character in the show that was half of like a fairy like he was like he was like a half breed fairy human person and it was a really cool show but I think it's not getting a second season and uh, which I'm kind of bummed about because it was a really cool story of like the King Arthur version like uh, universe with the Green Knight and all of them being introduced in really interesting ways. Mm. So I was kind of bummed when they haven't refreshed it for a second season. But that being said, I don't think uh, the story of this headless guy is going to become becoming to your, your uh, local screens anytime soon. 
which um, is a That's bit, a of, bit a of a bummer. Yeah. yeah. The Headless Horseman needs more more media coverage. He hasn't been in enough things, as we'll cover later on. That's a lie. He's been in a ton of things, so <laughs> I think he's I think he's fine. <laughs> I don't think he's I don't think he needs more. But so the next one in English culture, English lore that existed was have you guys ever heard of the legend of the Sleepy Hollow or of Sleepy Hollow in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though that's uh, I think I've read it, but I know. Yeah. I think it's actually like a collection of short stories. So I, I think you're probably good. I don't know how many of them are all that great. I haven't read them either, but I know one of them is all talking about the headless horseman, and it goes over. There's a iteration that uh, the author Washington Irving tells, and that's kind of the one that has seems to become the most popular version and that's the version that has the uh jack-o'-lantern as a head and the one that's kind of more well i mean if you look up there's been like 50 million different movies oh yeah Um, there's tons there was like smurfs smurfs hollow or something there's there's a smurf version i didn't know that yeah the name's a pun there's like i mean oh my goodness there's tons of Mm -hmm. sleepy hollow like uh random yeah there's also a show i think going on right now called sleepy hollow but i haven't watched it very much and i don't know i'm not sure if the uh headless horseman is incorporated into that at some point or not but that being said i think the main picture like the at least on netflix the picture for the show is a guy holding his head in his arm so it implies that he's in the show somewhere but I i don't know i haven't seen the show but so yeah the uh Legend of Sleepy Hollow that was written by Washington Irving. This came out in 1820, so it's a bit of a long time ago. I mean, before I was born, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but then it got re, uh, like, like kind of remastered-ish, whatever you want to call it, in a, a Tim Burton film, actually, in 1999. And it followed the story of the, the Washington Irving story very, very closely. And this is where it begins in a a New York city called Sleepy Hollow, which actually does exist. Interesting. Funnily enough, there is actually a city called Sleepy Hollow in New York. Um, And we'll talk about it a little bit later. It's well, it doesn't really not that important, but they actually the high school in Sleepy Hollow, New York, actually their uh, school mascot is the Headless Horseman, which is kind of cool. It's got nearly ten thousand residents. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's actually a pretty decent, least large uh, town. Though I wonder how much of the population is there because of like people just being interested in the tourism. So like I want, I I don't think it would be that big of a town without these kind of stories and oh, myths not. being around. But that being said, like it's a pretty cool town, and the uh, mascot is honestly probably one of the coolest mascots that i've ever seen it's guy running around with a on an actual horse like they have an actual horse for the mascot it's so cool man he rides back and forth across the field and he's got no head and holding the (laughs) jack-o'-lantern so and it's been nominated that uh mascot as the most or the scariest high school mascot in the nation so there you go yeah 
I mean, it's not like all that visually scary, but like, to be fair, it's a mascot. So what do you expect? But it's really cool that that, that they uh, did that. So I mean, props to them for not going with like the big cats. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like they're honoring their uh, town's past. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's actually like it from the pictures that I've seen. I I don't know how long this guy's been doing it, but it was like it's an older gentleman that does it, and he like goes around after he does his whole mascot thing and he like walks the horse around toward like to kids so that we can they they can pet the horse and whatnot and i was like that's so cool he's just like he plays the headless horseman mascot but he's actually a really nice guy that goes around and like here you can feed my horse and you <laughs> pet him and whatnot and i was like that's so cute what a, what a wholesome guy that plays a decapitated ghost um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so yeah the legend of the headless horseman that that is originally from uh washington irving back in 1820 and then has been remastered a couple of times and was depicted in the 1999 uh tim burton movie or film that was it takes place in sleepy hollow new york and it takes place during the in the year 1776 sometime there and the lore says that he was a horseman, uh, so like a cavalry soldier of the Hessian troops. And that's, so those Hessian troops were, those were German infantry, German soldiers that were obviously part, uh, members of the German military that were recruited and brought over to America to fight in the Revolutionary War in place of European soldiers because Europe couldn't or wasn't willing to, I'm not sure which, maybe both. Uh, they weren't able to supply enough troops for the war so they started to pull from other european countries and so this guy was specifically considered or called a german troop specifically and he was killed in the battle that's called the battle of white plains and so that's where that's why it's specifically referred to or like or claimed by the sleepy hollow city because the battle of white plains happened just outside of Sleepy Hollow, so they uh -huh. they claim him as their like local ghost because supposedly the story happened there. But in the story, the uh, the troop, the guy was taken part in this Battle of White pa White Plains, and everything was going fine, well, as fine as battle can, until an American cannonball came and just knocked his head off of his shoulders, just completely demolished his head Ooh. and after he was hit like square like bullseye in the head his comrades all like tried to carry him off the battlefield but obviously there was no saving him so eventually he was buried in a graveyard in the town of sleepy hollow and so that's why according to lore he uh is centered around sleepy hollow because of that's where he's buried and every time he comes he rises out of his grave and he rides around the town looking for his head, but he'll never be able to find his head because it was just vaporized by this cannonball. So, oh, well, that makes so uh, much sense. Yeah. Could you imagine how terrifying he looks? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Which that might be a reason that might be why he has the jack o' lantern on his head is because, like, it's not a clean cut, empty void at, at his neck. It's like, a horrific wound that is left behind after a cannonball just 
decapitated mm-hmm. him. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. It's probably not the most beautiful wound or uh, decapitation ever. It's I'm sure there's been cleaner cuts out there. But yeah, I think it's pretty cool that that's like that's the reason and, and lore behind why he is never able to actually find his head is because it's it's yeah. doesn't exist anymore. It was completely vaporized and then he was dragged off the battlefield into the town and then buried in the town and so like a he obviously wasn't buried with his head or he parts of his head even and he was buried way far away from his head like they they don't actually know where the battlefield or where that specific instance in the battlefield anyway happened so it would be so difficult for him to try and track that down and then piece together which that sounds awful to begin with uh the parts of his head so yeah that's that's why he runs around with no head and picks up a jack-o'-lantern to replace it so see and... this does sound like it could be a hallmark movie <laughs> you don't think that that one's gonna be taken taken over or you... <laughs> i don't know it's i mean it's uh pretty romantic the guy's trying to find his head and maybe there's maybe there will be a nurse a a field nurse that picked up the remains of his head and and is holding them for him and they just and have to be like the world champion puzzle piece <laughs> together. Yeah. She's an ex she's an expert at 3D puzzles. And so she's <laughs> over the years been piecing it back together. And it'll be and so romantic. Yeah. You know? Man, where's the headless horseman Hallmark movie? I'm I think any version of it can can work if you really try hard enough. I think so. You're you're convincing <laughs> me. Uh and so then this story after years, this uh the story of this nameless soldier um which again this is also one of the reasons why he's not he doesn't have a specific name he's just called the headless horseman because nobody really knew who it was it was a german soldier that the americans were not bothering to learn everyone's names and by then after the war was finished there was just a lot of nameless dead soldiers in the after that war so he doesn't have a name and nobody really knows who he is, but over time, the story has slowly become a little bit more uh, romanticized. That's not quite the right word, but mellowed out a little bit. And he now, in most versions of the stories, the story goes that he only comes out at Halloween. Um, I don't know why. It's the, the Battle of the White Plains took place around Halloween, at some time around it but we don't, it, it, I don't i don't think it took place actually on halloween so i don't know why he specifically comes out yeah like other than other than the obvious he's a ghost but like other than that i don't think there's a real specific reason why he comes out on halloween other than it took place around the right time but so now it's become a little bit more romanticized where he comes out on halloween he only rides around the, the town for that one night looking for his head and then he disappears again and and that's pretty much how the story has been adapted now. But yeah, so that's the most common, the most popular version of the story for the the modern day headless horseman is is the headless soldier in the Revolutionary War. So it's kind of cool. But that being said, that's not where the actual like that's not where the furthest reaching backs origins of the story comes from uh it's theorized that the story of the headless horseman goes back further 
than even Washington Irving. Because it's theorized that Washington Irving got his story originally from a guy named Sir Walter Scott. And that was kind of like his mentor. And that was in 1796 was Walter Scott wrote a story called The Chase. And that's all centered around like the typical like uh, the, a lot of different cultures have something called the wild hunt or like just the hunt. And so Sir Walter Scott wrote a story about this hunt that a lot of people think since Irving was his like underling that Irving took a lot of uh, pointers from this story, which funnily enough, going along with everyone's just copying everyone else. Uh, Sir Walter Scott seems to have copied a little, a lot of his story from traditional German poems and a poem specifically called The Wild Huntsman by Gottfried Berger, which is an awesome name, which that story is all about the, again, a wild hunt going on that was originally based off of Norse, Norse mythology. I always have a hard time saying that. So do you know if these stories kind of encompass like a, uh, a horseman chasing down somebody? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the initial, obviously we've got the initial huntsman, uh, or, uh, headless horseman story from Irving, which then came from the Walter Scott story, the chase, which that is based around a huntsman, just a one guy that is chasing around after the, in participating in what's called like a, a wild hunt, which is something we'll cover in a second. And his whole shtick was that he was a phantom that just would chase after a prey of some sort, whether it was a supernatural being or a specific animal, but he would never be able to achieve it. He was never able to catch it and he would just fade away again. And he would just kept kind of like stuck in a cycle where he would just keep trying to catch this thing uh, and was never able to fully catch it and, and kept failing. And that was kind of his curse that he lived in. Oh, and, I could totally see how that was yeah. like adapted into the headless. Exactly. Horseman. And so then the same uh, very similar story that was based off of Norse mythology was the Wild Huntsman uh, by that Gottfried Berger. And that story was called The Wild Huntsman. And that one, very similar story, was was about a group of people or a guy. I'm not... It, we're not exactly sure which one, or at least I'm not exactly sure which one, um, but very similar to Walter Scott's that they were hunting after a being and they were trying to, they just stuck in this loop of trying to get to and trying to uh, kill this prey. I think in the Wild Huntsman one specifically, it was a supernatural thing, um, like like a, a ghost or vampire or some some kind of supernatural being not like a regular animal um but in in depending on which versions of these depict of these stories and also depending on which versions of uh wild hunts that you read different versions have different prey in the stories but generally they're never able to catch them so and so that's where kind of where it comes from and so we're now talking about the Norse mythology origin. That's where the idea for these wild hunt stories kind of originates from. Kind of try, we're trying to track this this idea all the way back to the beginning. We're going like all like we're detective going, on. 
we're going way back digging deep man it seems like the story that so we're gonna go with like a uh what's that what's that children's story the lady who swallowed a fly we're gonna go (laughs) that kind of a version so the story that inspired the huntsman that inspired the chase that inspired the washington irving horseman uh lore if you track all the way back it comes from norse mythology of the scandinavian leader odin so odin was always was in a lot of different uh nationalities actually it's not specifically just in norse mythology it spread out of norway and it is even found as far as like germany and things like that there's stories told about odin and him going on these wild hunts and they they called them either fun fun fact sorry Germanic yeah. cultures had their their main god was Woden, uh-huh. uh, yeah. and so it's it's believed that both Germanic tribes and Scandinavian culture I don't know why I differentiated tribes and culture, <laughs> culture whatever um, had the same pantheon that uh-huh. just happened to either sound very similar or they I mean they had a lot of connections just like in this story. So yeah, kind of like how Greek and Roman gods are very similar. Yeah, it could have yes. been. Yeah, it seems like it, it was very possible that that was kind of the way it went. So that was that's actually exactly kind of the the where a lot of these stories of the wild hunts come from is from Germanic uh, stories passed down, um, and and they're often called either Odin's hunt or they're called the Asgard ride, which I think is a really cool name. I don't know why, that's but I think, awesome, man. I think it's a cool name. Name your car that. <laughs> Yo, dude, let's go. You want to take the Asgard ride? It's really fun, real smooth ride. Oh, hell yeah, man. Let's go. <laughs> um, and so there's a couple of traits with the the Odin's hunt or the Asgard ride that are told that so they, they kind of seem to be like able to you can kind of see where they come from or where they're incorporated into the um, story of the Huntsman. Um, And then some of them seem like they're totally unrelated. And I don't think they made the trip through time. Um, But some of them, they talk about how during the hunt, you'll be able to hear like barking in the woods or like off in the distance. And that'll be, that's the sound of Odin's dogs uh, leading the charge, leading the hunt around. And there's then oftentimes they talk about how if you're in the forest, the like the forest noises will just go completely silent. And then all you'll be able to hear is those dog noises. So like not only do you hear the dog noises, but oftentimes like everything else is drowned out or not drowned out, but like muffled. And all you can hear is dog barking, which sounds kind of terrifying. Creepy. Yeah, it sounds a little creepy. Just hearing dogs barking in the in the background, like in the distance, and hearing nothing else but that. Um, so, would be kind of creepy. But usually, in the these stories, the passing of Odin's hunt was most of the time not malicious. It was usually not meant as a bad thing. Um, it was just a harbinger for either meaning that the weather was changing, or sometimes it meant war was coming or that there was going to be some unrest so it's not necessarily that he was causing it it just seemed like it was kind of like an omen of things are changing and there's 
that like possibly bad times coming in the future um which in a lot of stories it seems like what the headless horseman is is where he's not really unless you're in ireland which because the ireland version is or just, you don't have gold yeah or you don't have gold because those ones are kind of a little bit more proactive about being angry but most of the stories of the headless horseman he's relatively uh benign he doesn't really do anything he doesn't interact with people most of the time he just kind of goes on his way on this on his path and he as long as you don't get in his way he doesn't really affect you which again like i i mentioned earlier in the episode we were going to talk about how the headless horseman kind of seems to follow a path and that's we can kind of get the we or the same thing happens with odin's hunts uh, which it feels like kind of seems like it would was grabbed from these um in the stories there's they always talk about how the odin's hunt always takes the same path and it always takes the same roads always follows the exact same uh timing and everything and it's even talked about how you you shouldn't build houses or anything even they talk about even a campfire on the path of the the hunt if you build something in the way it will just get annihilated it'll just get burnt to a crisp and uh because odin will just drive through it so um if if we remember odin's horse from uh, my Uh episode a while back he has the horse slept near so you know connecting to the horseman kind of stuff but also you remember that picture that i showed you of the hoof print in right uh, in, yeah uh, was iceland so if you build a horse on that or if you build a house on that build path then yeah good luck is like miles yeah. wide so yeah though an odd story that it was only in a couple of versions of this story so i don't know where or why it, it was uh, originated or, or what happened from it but there's several stories that talk about if you do end up being in the path of the Odin's hunt or the Asgard ride, that what you need to do to be able to stay safe is you lay down on the ground because the whole thing is Odin's hunt. They're all, they're all gods or, or supernatural beings in general. So none of them actually need to be walking. And so because the, the hunt always takes place like about a foot or two above the actual ground. And so if you end up finding out that you're in the path, if you lay down on the ground, it will pass over top of you and it won't ever actually affect you, which Same. I don't know why. It's, it's just kind of like a yeah. really strange out of the blue thing, but I think it's kind of neat that they talk about if, if you uh, build something low yeah. enough or if you have to uh, get out of the way, you can lay down on the ground and it will pass over top of you. Then you know so. once you reach God status, you just automatically levitate a foot yeah. from the ground. Yeah, you're always walking at least a foot or two above the ground, which is cool. Um, and then there's also, as usual, there's always versions and, and changes to these stories. Um, there's also iterations of this story in Sweden that instead of it being Odin, it's actually um, a nobleman or a king of some sort. And the story behind this one is... It was this king or nobleman that went out on a hunt on Sunday, which is the Lord's Day, according to uh, the Catholic Church. And so because of that, they were breaking the Lord's Day rule. And so because of that, they were cursed and they now are doomed to live in this kind of cycle where they are forced to hunt down and kill either supernatural beings or like uh, phantasmal animals of some sort until the end of time and that's just their life now is they just are endlessly f- hunting these beings 
in these woods because they made the bad mistake of going hunting on Sunday. So I guess yeah. if you're in Sweden, a word to the wise, don't hunt on Sunday or else you right. might become a, a ghost. I don't know. Yeah, it's like they said, like, if you like hunting so much, why don't you just hunt forever? Yeah, <laughs> how dare you? Uh, and so that's another one of those places where, like, a little bit of the lore of the headless horseman comes from of he was made the mistake of i guess being on the round battlefield or something and now he's just kind of doomed to like live in this cycle of trying to find something and trying to get to his goal and never actually able to like fully complete it and so he just lives in this constant loop forever which sounds awful but so that's where a couple of the uh stories come from and where we think that the original or or the modern day story of the headless horseman comes from so comes from pretty far back in the day way back in into uh norse mythology which i think is pretty neat yeah. and i had to i had to find a way to get norse mythology in here somewhere so just for brad i, I knew he would start to lose it if he didn't <laughs> if we couldn't talk about it somehow <laughs> but so other it's than that, it's not all I know about. <laughs> much though, but it's... <laughs> it's not all you know about. It's just your. It's just you like talking about it, which is yeah. fine. It's I not. You, it's it. not that you only know about that. You just know a lot about it. That and Star Wars. Those are your. That's your two things. It's my entire personality. Uh-huh. It's not that you only know about Norse mythology. You just only know about it and Star Wars. So you got two <laughs> in there. So, good for you. You're really branching out now seriously but so that's kind of the the stories that we found but then since then like any good story it's been iterated on afterwards and so now there's been like uh bryce was saying and, and brad you guys are kind of familiar with some of the stories that have been told uh in modern day media and so one of the stories that has happened a little bit recently in media there is a comic series that's all about or, or has a interesting version of the Headless Horseman, in my opinion. Um, it's a comic series called Chopper. Uh, I'd, I'd actually never heard about it until I was doing the research for this episode, but it's kind of cool. He's a uh, headless outlaw biker, of course, because if you're going to modernize any horse guy, you put him on a bike, naturally. Um, but his whole shtick is that he gathers the souls of sinners and that like the only way for people to see this ghost this uh biker is if you take this like in in the book the comic series from what i understand you take like almost ecstasy and this allows you to like it activates your like sixth sense and you can now see him and you can like it kind of allows you to see into like the ghost world and it's only during this hallucinogenic trip that you go on that he's actually able to interact with you so it's kind of neat where like he's hunting down the souls of sinners and only people who have done this drug are able to be affected by him and so once you take it you have to like kind of be on the watch and making sure that you're not like so that you is this drug a sin <laughs> or is that just uh, i mean that's not me that's not for me to say i don't know oh man maybe even seeing him is a sin you know who Ooh, knows that's a good point that's a good point but like that's interesting, though, that it seems almost kind of like, why would you take this drug if uh, I, if this I think is the only way it could hurt you? <laughs> I think it's because, like, if you need to communicate with some other ghost, 
then you have to take this ghost so that or this sorry you have to take this drug so that way you can talk to another ghost like if you need information from beyond the grave and it just so happens that by taking this drug to talk to this ghost you also invite this like almost like ghostwriter-esque person yeah i was just about hunting you down thought, like ghostwriter yeah. Yeah, he feels a lot like Ghost Rider. But well, yeah, I was gonna say that during the first bullet point that I was reading, and then as soon as that happened, I was like, "Ecstasy, uh, hallucination." This doesn't sound like Ghost Rider. <laughs> that <laughs> he, first one, the character is kind of based off of. It, it feels yeah, like Ghost Rider, yeah. but he is specifically called the Headless Horseman or, or the Headless Rider or something like that. Well, so. I mean, I'd even say the Ghost Rider could possibly be based off of the Headless Horseman. Yeah, I don't know. I wondered. I've, I wondered that as I was doing this research, but I didn't see any. There's uh, definitely. I mean, it's any I strong see connections, right? Like, there's a lot of like connections, but I I couldn't tell. Like, I wasn't from what I was reading. It didn't seem like any of the writers, initial writers of uh, Ghost oh, Rider. Okay. None of them have like said that they were inspired by the Headless Horseman. So I don't know if he was, or at least I didn't see if he was or not, but. It's very, very possible, and I think very likely, in fact, that they were inspired by him. But they yeah, just—I just haven't seen any official themes. statements about that. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, as well as uh, other than in comics, there's also he's been in a couple of TV shows. Um, now, to be fair, I have heard of literally, well, two of them. I've I've seen one of these and and only heard of two of these, but. I don't know, maybe some other people, maybe you guys have heard of these, but there's a show called uh, Clotjack, I think. And the uh, Clotjack, the Night Stalker, I think is what it's called. And there's an episode called Chopper. And Which there's a... Because yeah. a comic book called Chopper. Exactly, yeah. It's kind of funny, <laughs> kind of serendipitous. But there's same kind of story. There's a headless motorcyclist and he's riding around looking for revenge for his lost head. So... That's 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 show. I've never heard of it. I don't know much about it, but I guess it exists. So if there's any people, if you've uh, watched that show, then uh, let us know if, if it's uh, any good. Well, I'd I'd give it a shot. You always watch. I'm always down to watch one episode of something to see if it's any good. Yeah. But and then the next episode or next show, there's is also the Midsummer Murders, and there's the episode called The Dark Rider which it's a killer who lures victims to their deaths by par parading around and pretending to be a headless horseman from local legend. And then he kills him. So, and I mean, yeah. if I saw the headless horseman, I think my first instinct would be to not follow him. <laughs> I know. Right. I would probably <laughs> just personally go away from him, but I mean, maybe they're like a really big, big fan of like legends and stuff. And they're like, Oh man, I want to, I want to figure this out. Or maybe, maybe, well, he's a, maybe these people in this show are just trying to cosplay as another show that we're talking about, which is Scooby Doo. Maybe they right? thought this headless horseman Ooh. guy was an actual ghost, and they were trying to solve the mystery of the the headless horseman. So, who's to say? Maybe I don't know. I'm not here to judge them. If they're trying to cosplay Scooby Doo, then more power to them. But as Brad said earlier in the episode, there is a uh, episode with. The Headless Horseman and Scooby-Doo, which it is the more whimsical version of uh, the Headless Horseman who he's got the pumpkin head and very goofy-ish kind of character. But 
What do you mean? He's not whipping people with a spine and Scooby-Doo. I mean, I guess what you expect from Scooby-Doo. I think they're, I don't think any of their villains, any of their like ghosts are all that scary. So I'm not giving Scooby-Doo crap. It's a great show, but it's just like, to no one's surprise, it's not going to be the uh, hit horror of the year for that year. So, Sorry, complete side note really quickly. I just have to totally. complain really quick. What was Scooby Doo? What a garbage show! No, I'm just kidding. The, the live action show having real monsters, like I know, right? Every Scooby Doo show has, every single one has been <laughs> fake monsters. I don't think a single animated uh, Scooby Doo movie or like a uh, episode has had a real monster. And then the two live action ones are like, yeah, but monsters are real. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, I uh, what a weird twist. Like, which I loved. The actors, like they're mm-hmm. great. Oh, Shaggy was like the perfect like, casting. They they could well, not have well, cast Shaggy better. He's the voice of the TV show. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Hilarious. That. I didn't know that. I just knew I, he just happens to look perfect for him. If, so if I was like, wanna, "That's awesome." If you want to hate Hollywood or wherever things are filmed, he has been Shaggy for like fifteen plus years. Like he's like. And I'm pretty sure it's just him. I don't think any of the other actors were, but like he's like he is Shaggy, right? Yeah, like not the, not, I don't think like the original, but like he's right. he's been like there, taken for, over it. And then uh, the most recent uh, animated movie that came out, they didn't they hire. didn't use him. That's nope. what a slap in the so, face. That is That's such awful. a slap in the face. Seriously, so uh, hate Hollywood guys because like what a man. mistake. That guy is a legend. I love that guy. He's yeah, he's talk so about cool. casting a character perfect for a role like he Seriously. is he will always be shaggy in my mind he sounds like him he looks like him it's just spot on too good but i mean i so going back a little bit to your uh your gripe on the live action movies i will say i did like the live action movies a little bit because that the monsters in those were real and like in the shows i was always kind of disappointed like in the complete standalone, like if you don't sure. think about the TV show, like the, they're great and the right. standalone from the movie, the TV shows, they're great. But just like if yeah, it is a weird. Movie, you just keep it with the, you know, yeah. Like whatever. it is a weird but, like aside where it's no, like, I I will never say no to watching the live action. But, to be honest, yeah, that was I'm always my great. gripe as a kid was like every episode would end with like, oh, it was just a regular person. I was like, what the heck? I want it to be real. I want to believe right. that ghosts are real. And Scooby-Doo is just ruining this dream for me. <laughs> so that was a gripe when I was a kid. So I liked those for it. But it is like a very harsh, like diversion from like the normal lore of the, the series. But wow. I never thought I'd talk about the lore of Scooby-Doo. Who would have thought? <laughs> um but then there's also so other pieces of media or tv shows that uh the headless horseman has been in. he's also in the nickelodeon show are you afraid of the dark um which i've heard of but i don't think i've ever actually seen it so i don't know if you guys are familiar with that but apparently he was just it was a ghost in the show that they talked about and he was a headless horseman or a horseman that had no head so and I think that's just about all I that's all I know about the afraid are you afraid of the dark episode but I just know the answer to the question uh it's uh unequivocally unabashedly yes yep <laughs> oh, man I, the dark's pretty scary 
I sleep with all of my lights on at all times. I actually have floodlights in my house to make uh-huh. it more bright, just yep. in case. If there is a shadow in my room, it, I'm not living right. <laughs> uh, so then otherwise, then there's also a couple of movies, which we'll go through w- real quickly, because they're all very similar. Most of them are just kind of like iterations of the same story. They all, just they all hopefully refreshed. have a headless horseman. Yeah, yeah. They all, they're all just like, it's like, seems like every like 10, 20 years, somebody does the same movie and just like makes it a little bit better. Uh, but there's like the, uh, like we mentioned earlier, there's the Sleepy Hollow show that s- seems to have the Headless Horseman in it somewhere, um, though I don't know much about it. Then there's also the 1999 Tim Burton film called Sleepy Hollow, where it has uh, the ghost. And in that version, he's, was, he's like a demon that was summoned by a, one of the characters. And he goes and like, I think he kills uh the main character that the lady that summoned him and then gets his head back and like he just returns back to hell he's just like yeah cool lady's dead that summoned me i got my head back i'm gonna head out thanks guys is that a pun so, intended there yep yes pun <laughs> very much <laughs> um so then there's that story then there's also this one's a real wild side they're in the movie like it, i think in a version of the disney's house of mouse there's a like a special version special movie version and the headless horseman is actually in that one so congrats disney's getting in on the the action now they always do yeah they gotta get one their way hands. or another uh-huh. um and then lastly we'll real quickly before we wrap up there's also several iterations of the headless horseman in video games um there is in there's a game from back in the day called Dolhen, which if you remember back to the beginning of the episode is the Irish version, Irish name for him. And in that game, it's like a sky side scrolling pixel art game. And uh, you're just a headless dude running around doing his thing, uh, going through castles. I don't know if it has much of a story to it, but that's, that's it. It exists for sure. 100% it's a game that exists you can buy 20 years ago probably I don't know if you can get it now we're totally uh, sponsored by them so you should totally get it yeah, totally sponsored by Bill Hen. oh man you can get that game now it's probably just gonna be like a thousand bucks that's fair I was gonna say you can get it I'm sure as a VPN or not a VPN as a uh, as a ROM like as a copied version of it on your computer but I don't know True. if you can get the original I don't know where you'd get a hold of the original version but then there's also a game called Headless Jack. And I think they actually just got a, there's a new version of that game, a remaster maybe that just came out recently of that game where you're like a headless guy running around. And I think he has like a pumpkin head on him and I haven't played it, but apparently there's a lot of really big fans of that series of that game. So there's the uh, Headless Jack got his own story. And I guess they, in that series gave the Headless Horseman a name. Now his name is Jack. I guess. Congrats to the Headless Horseman. We're, we're finally getting somewhere. We know finally name. getting somewhere. Though that's <laughs> not really a Germanic name, so I guess they're not following the the story of the German soldier. But I mean, to each their own. I can't judge him. Uh, then a couple other stories that are like games that he's in, but in smaller roles or with like very little lore to them is uh, he's in Assassin's Creed Three, which really 
what a wild yeah you never would have seen that coming right but i guess it does make sense because it is happening in the revolutionary war era uh that game is so am i, am I thinking about the right game i, I think, think i might so. be thinking about the wrong uh yes yes the i am like the native american yes LL, right yes in my head, I was just like, no, because that's not even close to the third game. The third game is like Brotherhood or something. But I forgot they like they started making the series and each one had its own name. And then they went back and started making book or games where they started numbering them, which kind of is confusing. So number three, confusing. number three in the series of the games is actually like number 10. So but yes, in uh, Assassin's Creed 3, it is like revolutionary era time. And so, yeah, I guess it makes sense, though. I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal because I played through the game a couple of years ago and I have no memory of it. But apparently, he's even well, there somewhere. Some, like random side quests that you'd yeah, have. I'm to sure, do. I'm sure. Which I am famously bad for doing zero side quests. I get bored of them too fast. Um, but then he's also in the Binding of Isaac, which Brad mentioned Spoiler earlier. Alert. Ah. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! The headless yeah. horseman is in. He's annoying. <laughs> Yeah, he's not great. I, he's very annoying. Uh, but he's in it. That's another one of those um, games that doesn't have a whole ton of lore in it, and especially lore as to why certain enemies are in it. There's not much there to it, but he's there. So It's kind of weird, though, because I, like, I feel like Binding of Isaac, you, like a lot of the stuff has a lot of lore, and then it's random. Like It has a couple of yeah. random things that have no lore. A lot of them are uh, Catholic, like based and, like, and a lot of them are like religious in, yeah intended yeah. and then there's some that are just like yeah we just threw him in because we like him so and headless horseman is one of those where it's like i mean okay i guess i think they had like the other four horsemen technically they five do. Right? They do. and they then have, they're like, like oh he's kind of gross and creepy so we can put him in as well yeah i guess that's a, i guess maybe that's the thing they they included all of the uh the four horsemen of the apocalypse and so maybe they just included this guy because they're like, hey, he's a horseman, even though he's not in like with that, the rest of those other horsemen. But I mean, if he gets to be in it, he's getting lumped in with them, but it got him in the game. So good for him. Um, which now that, you, now that I say that is really weird that like the other horsemen are in the game. Like, like the horsemen of the apocalypse are in it, but he's not See, one of them. Sense. So I'm confused. Yeah, it, it makes sense for them to be in it, but why he got roped in with them, I don't understand. But oh well, because he roped me into it. <laughs> but he roped me into it. Um, and so then, otherwise, we the last two we've got, well, last three, four, regardless, uh, we've got Skyrim. He's in the uh, Elder Scroll Skyrim. I don't know where. It's very possible he's just like a random character. And then he's also in Team Fortress 2, a game that I've never watched or never played, but I've seen a bunch of like animated things from it. But I know no yeah, little pretty, it's pretty memeable. Yeah, very, very memeable. Uh, and then he's also a very minor, like secret villain uh, in the World of Warcraft series at some point. Um, I don't oh. think he's very big, but yeah, there's a character and he's actually kind of cool looking. He's wearing, like, he is a black horse and he is like, green fire coming out of the feet of the horse out of the mane of the horse and then out of his like neck there's like green fire that shoots out so he's kind of cool looking know. but in all my 20 minutes of world of warcraft i never saw him i don't, yeah. I don't know if i, I don't think he know. exists it's not real <laughs> um 
So yeah, then that's it's kind of neat. And then lastly, he's also there is a race of ghosts or like a sub race in D and D called Dull Hands that are based off the headless horsemen. And they're ghosts that just they never have heads. They're just a headless race of ghosts. That's great. So yeah, I don't think they're very they're very common. I I doubt there's very many uh, campaigns in D and D that include them, but he's there. So my next campaign, guys, get ready. It's all headless horsemen. Like there you go. All you'll see. Nothing but oh, no. <laughs> and specifically, funny enough, uh, if we remember back to the beginning, the doll hands are the ones with the uh, spine whips. So that's pretty cool. You can include that in yeah, your D and D campaign. <laughs> get spine whips. So, but yeah, so that's the headless horseman. He's he's pretty cool. I I think he's a very interesting character that everyone kind of knows about and like everyone talks about the headless horseman generally but i think the origin story and like where tracking back that story uh all the way back to norse mythology i think is really cool i had no idea how far it went back yeah Yeah, no one has original ideas anymore i know yeah there's never no original (laughs) ideas like as we can see there's like 12 different steps back where it's like all the way from Scooby-Doo, how far back, how many different iterations of movies have, and stories and poems and uh, lore was there before that. So nobody has an original idea, but it's still cool nonetheless. But I, I definitely think we live in a really cool time to where we're able to take these stories from different countries and, right. and different time periods and yeah. bring it together and realize this like, you know, maybe this guy's a real thing because people in completely different areas of the world saw the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I I think it's very cool. And I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, some other Headless Horseman, like pieces of media where they work him in in really cool ways. And who knows, hopefully maybe the uh, upcoming uh, Green Knight movie will incorporate him in some way. I think yeah, that'd be really yeah. neat. But maybe maybe in the movie there'll be like a guy that gets his head cut off and then he just like his horse rides away with like his body on the horse. <laughs> Everyone's like, aha, it's a reference. There it I is. got it. There he goes. He's riding off trying to find his head. I would love that. That, that would kill me. Not not actually. Just just <laughs> metaphorically kill me. <laughs> but well, thank you guys so much for being here, for uh participating in my amazing uh deep dive into the crazy lore of the headless horseman that now everyone knows and everyone i'm sure everyone was dying to know the lore of the headless horseman hey, thanks I for being here didn't even think that he was a monster until yeah. you said so hey, he's, he <laughs> just... is again what do we define as a monster there's just there's so many options i think i think he's a friendly monster like the guys in monsters inc he's not totally necessarily out there causing problems but speaking of which, actually, uh, a uh, sneak preview to next week, we're actually going to be doing the Monsters, Inc. Monsters, starting with Sully. So look forward to that. Oh, yes. What are you signing me up for? <laughs> You're welcome, Bryce. It's all it's you. Contract. You got Sully coming up next week. Oh, man, there's so it's many monsters in that show. You have to, like, freeze frame every single frame. <laughs> and they're all so different. So, like, there's no, like, standard to work off of. Like none of like even like from parent to kid, they're all different. So yeah, it's a nightmare that series. But good luck. <laughs> but thanks for uh, listening. If uh, if you'd like to tell a friend, we'd really appreciate it and be 
great for uh we'd love to have more people listening so that way we could uh continue doing this we'd love doing it having a whole ton of fun any uh last words you guys would like to add to this uh experience i'm just looking forward to next week so pressure on you bryce i'm living for next week oh no this is gonna be so good no action we don't not actually committing you to that bryce but if you want to i mean i'll totally be totally down for the monsters inc episode but (laughs) i won't blame you if you don't do it i'm I'm not gonna actually commit you to it but it would the meme is just too strong but uh thank you so much for listening and uh we'll catch you next week on the vanquishers guide Have a good one.